This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello and welcome to the Blue Monday podcast. This is a three times weekly show looking into the exciting happenings of Ipswich Town Football Club available on video and podcast. My name is Benjamin Bloom. I'll be here each and every Monday for this, the flagship show for a sometimes irreverent but always informative hour or more of football conversation. So make your Monday a Blue Monday. Gentlemen, what a team today. Um, introducing... Well, I, don't, I never know which way it's going to come out on Skype. On the left, Mr. Mr. Joe Fairs, academy expert, football manager, statistician, father of two, corporate, oh, good guy, corporate, beardless though, lingerer. Where's the beard, Joe? What's going on here? I, I shaved it off in honour of Ipswich's win yesterday. <laughs> Spoiler alert. That's good. That's strong. Nice. We should all do that. That's backfired, isn't it? It has. How are you doing, Joe? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm really good. Yep. Yeah, and from the wildly popular Blue Monday preview show, resplendent in his uh, Christmas sweat. Are you drinking Guinness, Joe? I'm actually drinking a Sorry, Boncho. Richard, I'll do your intern. Oh, okay. It's just oh, nice. beer from Away Days Beer. Nice, good plug there. Where, where can we find them on Twitter? At Away Days Beer, probably. I, I think it is that. I haven't checked, though, but I Let, think it's that. Let's do Richard's intro again. Host of right. the Wild... I've even written this down. Host of the Anything Wild... else to advertise? No. Blue Monday preview show. Richard, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm glad to bring a bit of... Uh, when you hosted the um, the preview a few weeks back for West Brom, you said it was the highbrow... Me and Harry, the highbrow... So I'm here to bring a bit of class and dignity yeah, do, you know, do you know what people think you know about that show that you're doing a good job it's easy isn't it four minutes honestly. preparation and honestly i just wind up, up harry and let him go <laughs> yeah, exactly right <laughs> no it's a... to under an hour and a half rich that's all i've been told by ben that's it <laughs> it's a brilliant show available every friday morning ish on the blue ish. monday and um we love it and we thank you um Cole Skews underwent minor surgery for a torn cartilage this past week. Um, the operation was successful and he's likely to be back ahead of schedule. Uh, good news, Joe? Yeah, definitely good news. He was starting to come into some real good form under Lambert. 
he's obviously played a certain role under the previous previous manager, which was maybe a little bit more limited and and basic. But Lambert seems to have been allowing him to express himself and obviously learning from what was one of the sort of best midfielders in Europe on his day. Lambert is a good thing for excuse and definitely was disappointed to see him injured and hopefully he'll be back soon. Richard, the um, first rumours were like, I don't know, four months or something. But what do you think? End of January, pulling that out of the air? That'd be nice. He's, he's already said that he reckons he'll be back early, doesn't he? Um, but that's probably a footballer who wants to play football saying that. So I suspect he'll be managed. But yeah, it was it was two months, I think, that was the original estimate, wasn't it? The proper one, not the uh, TWTD version. The doctors on TWTD. <laughs> so yeah, fingers crossed. Um Tyrone Mings pulled out of an appearance on TalkSport um, to talk about racism in football after objecting to comments from Dave Kitson. Kitson said, you cannot condone this racism in any shape or form. He added, though, we have a duty of care as footballers in the way we portray ourselves. I've looked at Sterling's Instagram and they've been deleted now, but it's all look at my cars, look at my house. Um, Richard, was, was Tyrone right to not do the interview or should he have gone on and said his piece would that have been more more powerful or does his silence speak more yeah it's a good question i mean it's it's either way to be honest because we're talking about it aren't we so either way he's taken the right step because there's a discussion about it now so i think um have the debate if if you're kind of intellectually up for it and frankly dave kitson you might speak a good game but i suspect he could probably have him in a debate on race um but yeah, we're talking. We're talking about it. So I think Tyrone's done the right thing there. Mings, he's done. Yeah, right. and clearly it's a, it's a really weird situation that Chelsea situation right on telly. That's just crazy. But you know, as a society, it's something that we've got to face up to. So it's good that the debate's being had, probably a bit belatedly. Joe. Yeah, no, similar to Rich. It's obviously up to, to Tyrone whether he wants to go on or not and defend himself, and or not not defend himself but to go and debate it and if he thinks that the station aren't taking it seriously and there is an element on talk sport of a sort of troll they do they do like to get people phoning up they do deliberately set people off against each other maybe on a subject as serious as this that that isn't the way it should be handled and i think he's he's right to draw attention to that when a yep. ch- when a child can't get good attention they'll go for bad attention over no attention yeah i, mean, I think dave kitchen is when you actually listen to him on there, he is a little bit like that quite often. I think he's almost failing in his sort of post career. I know he does a secret footballer books. Or oh, don't ruin it's, it. It's, it's, what? It's, it's assumed he does a secret <laughs> footballer books, but there were some in- interesting bits on Twitter when you see he's going on about Raheem Sterling's social media pages and yeah, they, funny, pull, they it, yeah. pull up some of Dave Kitson's pages where he's out shooting oh, guns. Sitting in front of, on bonnets of Ferrari, saying, "Oh, retirement's treating me well," and things like that. So it's he clearly wanted to have a dig at Sterling, and just totally sort of obvious that he's exactly the same. He's just a young, rich man. Maybe he wants the corner of the Chris Sutton, Robbie Savage, say something controversial to incite people to call up market, which is really tedious and unfortunately growing a little bit. But mm. anyway. um, yeah, well, well done, boys. Good straight bat on that one. Um, uh, who, who am I coming to? Uh, Joe, Town have exercised the option on Freddie Sears' contract. Um, a lot of these contracts are, you'll correct me, Joe, I think it's, is it two years with an option for a third, unless you're Emir Hughes? Um, so he'll be at the club until 2020. Um, is that a bit of a no-brainer, given his current form? Yeah, I think so. We've, when you see his recent form, he's playing well. He's 
the manager obviously likes him. He's he said how he's been very impressed, and with regards to how clever Sears is as a footballer, he's playing in that role on the left hand side, and I, I've always thought the wide roles have suited him better than the centre forward role, especially when you don't play two up front and you've got a time down now. Otherwise, as soon as we get to January, we're in that countdown to his contract ending. There's all the talk of, is he going to stay? Is he going to go? And probably another year is, is right. You don't want to time up for another two or three at the moment. One more. While we've got the option, it's a good thing to do. Richard? Yeah, I totally agree with that. Yeah, on form at the moment. Selfless and another one of these players in the squad, of which there are very few with championship experience and championship pedigree. Um, I don't know whether we're going to talk about Jonas a little bit later, but obviously I his think situation that comes up. Bit. I think that comes up in the questions, so I'll come to Fine. you no on spoilers. that when we get to the questions. No spoilers, but here's a big spoiler because we're all keeping a straight face. Ipswich won against Wigan, so we're going to go to Portman Road. Um, I described it as more like the Hunger Games than football in my... Um, yeah. It's a bit like the Grand National, wasn't it? Let's, let's just do double the length and make the fences twice as high, add wind and rain, but um, ridiculous conditions at Portman Road I th- do you know what I thought I thought this is another thing that can go against us you know we're going to come in with those players missing that um, you guys pointed out on the preview show um, and we're not going to get a fair game against them but it went our way so um, here we go unchanged team uh, Gherkin Spence Chambers Pennington Nudson across the back uh, Chalibur sitting, Nolan and Downs quite tight in front of him. Uh, Lancaster off to the right and Sears to the left. Jordan Roberts up front. Um, Wigan with lots of names missing. I'll try and remember them all, Rich. Um, Jacobs, Powell, uh, Dunkley and Naismith, if I've got that right. Um, uh, so Naismith it was spending, yeah. uh, Walton in goal. Um, uh, actually, Joe, just now while we've got you here, just um, can you just tell us a quick bit about Rhys James from your um, uh, academy football head, the right back? Well, he's, he's a player that's really... About about two years ago, he was seen as a... He went to the Toulon tournament, which is generally sort of almost like the second-class youth tournament of the year, where sort of the players that don't fit into any, any squad, they send an age group range dependent on how that went. And he went, he went along to that, did really well, and, and subsequently went to the... I think it was the under, either the under-17 or the under-20 World Cup. I think the under-20 or the under-19s. And he almost got promoted on the back of his Toulon form after winning Toulon. Then he won the next tournament he was in. And then since then, he's just been a regular at, I think I think it's under-20 level for England or under-19. But he he looks a real a real player. When when you see him yesterday, he looks so comfortable. And I think his sister plays for England as well and on the ladies' side. And I think he is the one, probably of the Chelsea lot, that he might not be the most sort of exciting or have the most sort of um, talk about him. But I think he's going to be the one that's just going to kick into the team and just actually sit there. I think he is the one that will make it at Chelsea. Reminded me um, of when we were on the promotion run under Burley, Ashley Cole playing for Crystal Palace. I'm not saying Reese James will be anywhere near as good as Ashley Cole, but you're like, hang on a minute, who's this guy? He's, he's oh, he's that age? Right, okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, John so- Terry went to... Sheffield United as well and we kind of forget about that and then I blow me remember he's in championship um just what you were saying Joe um we chatted about it on the um preview show as well the Wigan fans were pretty confident he'd break into the Chelsea team at some point in the next few years as well um though they didn't like Connolly or Garner so 
Maybe <laughs> pinch a start with that one. Interesting. So uh, James Kipre, Burn with a U, and Connolly. Um, Connolly playing left back, so um, he's not a centre midfielder anymore. Uh, Evans and Morsi in midfield. Burn with a Y, Windass, mm-hmm. and the other Roberts um, playing off Grig. So I'll try and summarise this just abominable first half. Um, I'll, I was. Com- we've got to give the players a little bit of credit here i was comparing it to the bolton game at the reebok in january where it was just you know unforced error unforced error but it it must have been ridiculous to play in um one really really good chance um for ipswich and one half chance for um for wigan so um it's windass that gets played in down the right rich he um controls it really well on his thigh drags it across across the goal but pretty pretty difficult chance wasn't it yeah i think is that the one where he got in between pennington or chambers or was that one yeah where, right right corner right corner of the box and dragged yeah. a, dragged a shot i mean that was the they didn't really get behind us too often in the first half so there was a couple of sides but yeah i mean it was a tough one but yeah and the position. um aforementioned james puts a beautiful cross um Swings it all the way over and neither Windows or Greek could get there. But the big chance for Ipswich, Joe, was on 35, where Chambers, who I thought played with quite a lot of composure on the ball compared to um, a lot of the other players on the pitch, plays it through. I'm, I'm going to give Roberts the credit here. I'm not sure this was entirely where he meant this flick to go because it doesn't really change the trajectory of the pass very much. I think perhaps the Wigan players thought it's going to change direction more than it did and it fooled them a little bit. But Sears is clean through Joe and he should score here, shouldn't he? Well, he's got a release hit the target. He um, he doesn't really sort of make a sort of beeline towards the goal. He carries his run sort of straight, which takes him to a narrower angle than I think it needed to be. And you've, you've got, you've got, you can't put that over that shot. I think, I think you can put that wide. You can, you can drag it slightly wide. You can miss it at the near post, but there's, there's no excuse for putting that over. No, yeah. um, I agree with that. I agree. Um, so, look, it becomes even more of a circus into the um, second half as we get the rain on top of the wind, all sort of swirling around. Um, yellow for Chalaba on Kipre, yellow for Connolly. Yeah, which one? It was harsh. I mean, we could start. When are we going to talk about how bad the referee was yesterday, Ben? Because um, that Chalaba challenge looked harsh to me, and that was the start for me of a run of really poor decisions. Um I'm sure it will come up in the questions. <laughs> Let's talk um, about the injury time at the end of the second half. Oh, my God. Yeah, OK. I'll, I'll agree <laughs> with you on that one. Uh, so, Connolly takes a yellow on Lancaster. Um, now, Wigan then, funnily enough, this is normally where we say Ipswich are on top for 10 minutes and then uh, the opponent score. But Wigan are actually um, the better side now from 55 up to the goal, really. Uh, big boot by Byrne forward. James 1v1 with Knudsen. And I'm... I'm getting Pavlovian with this now, where as soon as someone's squaring him up, I'm like, don't let him cross it, don't let him cross it. Um, he works him. He doesn't even get that much space on him. He smashes the right foot um, right foot shot across Gherkin. Really unlucky. Gherkin wasn't saving that if that was a foot lower, higher, left, you know, whatever. Um, Nudson at fault there, Rich? He, well, there was no cross, was there? So at least he stopped across <laughs> by letting him have a shot um 
I, I mean, it was another. I, I, I picked out um, James is probably their best player on the day, and um, and he's way. He's several occasions he appeared right there penalty in our penalty, didn't he? And that shot, I mean, that had movement as well. I don't know if it was wind affected, um, but I didn't think it was a particularly good day for Jonas yesterday either. No, um, um, but yeah, that was really unlucky. Uh, Vaughn in for Grig on 60 for a bit more muscle. Big scramble from uh, Gary Roberts' corner. Um, back to Connolly, hits it right-footed, um, kind of gets lobbed in, and he doesn't realise how good a chance it is. But I guess judging the trajectory of the ball when it's in the air was impossible. Edwards comes in for Lancaster. Um, hard hard game for Lancaster, but hard game for, for everybody. Um, all Wigan. Really probing, and um, Joe on 67, the greatest goal you have ever <laughs> seen in your life ever. Never mind Venus to Naylor, holds it up, Clapham overlaps, cross Stewart to the near post, perfect liquid. No, this was better, wasn't it? So Freddie Sears is going to score. Joe, what the hell happened? Well, it's a sort of high ball into the box where Roberts is fighting with it against a defender. It bounces back. John Nolan then sort of just gets in, just heads it back into the danger zone. Well, I say the danger zone, back towards where Roberts was. Roberts then is down on the floor again, still fighting. And I, f- I think it, he gets a toe on it, but then I think the defender pokes it to Sears, who just takes a touch and just hits it early. It looks comfortable for the keeper, but a defender seems to sort of slash across it. But doesn't? I don't think the defender actually touches it. I don't think he does. And then it, it, it goes through the defender, and then the keeper's not set, and it just flies in off his shoulder. And So I, I think he... The defender does get something on it. I, th- I think he puts it more in the corner than it might have been otherwise. I was sat in the north stand end yesterday, and I, I thought I saw something. I think because there must have been. It, I don't think it had the movement on the shot to put it right in the corner of the net. Mm. Um, but yeah, Roberts. That was the only that was a contribution from Roberts. I thought he. I thought that was an assist, but I think you're. You know, cl- I think you're clutching there, Rich. I'm um, clutching at two things there, aren't I? Yeah. But um, Rich, the I said at half time to the guys around me you just got to play the conditions now I remember seeing Reading play at Sheffield United last uh, Sheffield United play at Reading last year and it was really icy and they just played really direct and took no risks and you know the team that makes the fewest mistakes and one shot goalkeeper well, yeah. mistake you'll take it you got, you've got go on Joe sorry you've got to try and test the keeper in days like that as well you need, to, you need to take shots have hit the target and, and be following up because they're not going to be able to hold anything the, the conditions were so poor it was so windy it was so wet the pitch was sort of not holding up that well in the second half just because it was so wet. And I think we didn't take enough shots when things opened up for us. Rich? Yeah, I 100% agree with that. That's literally what I was about to say. There you go. Um, on 70 minutes, one of my favourite Ipswich players of the last 10 years. Here comes Joe Garner. What, <laughs> what, how, I've, how I've missed that guy. And within two minutes, the move we all, we all loved, we immediately hated, um, gets in front of a defender, stops. Let's him knock it, <laughs> falls over, and wins a free kick. I, I'm sorry, I, I love. Um, Dazelle in for Downs. I was quite surprised by that one. I kept looking across, thinking, right, when's Harrison coming in? When's Harrison coming in? But um, it's almost like Paul Lambert knows more about football than me, isn't it? Hey, um, he puts Dazelle in for Downs. Why did he do that, Joe? Because Harrison wasn't even on the bench. Oh, Harrison wasn't on the bench. <laughs> no. There you go. He can read the program. He can read the program as well, can't he? It's like he no, picks but, the team as well. Uh, but Joe, uh, th- more specifically about Dazelle, I'm like, is this the game for a tricky, pretty um, guy who's going to, you know, play lovely passes yeah, no, through? Yeah, no, I, I was expecting Bishop ahead of Dazelle, to be honest. Someone who's got so a little bit I. more. 
gnaw at a little bit more sort of a bite about them and is is older has got more experience in the championship even if it was some time ago I was just expecting him rather than Dazelle interesting um now we get these free kicks on the edge of the box um the first one possibly looked like it could have been in the box um Dave was hobnobbing yesterday in the director's box and said Joe Royal legendary Joe Royal wasn't pleased with this one but I just wanted to um something resonated with me when you guys said get get shots on target, test the keeper. There's three Wigan free kicks here, two for James and one for Roberts. And it's Rich, it's only the third one that hits the target and Gherkin plays it sort of quite safe and um, just pushes it around the post for the corner. Yeah, I think they were looking at the lines when they to decide whether it was a penalty or a free kick. I don't, I don't know if it's the first one or not. I, I someone sent me a freeze frame, and it looks it looks close. Um, so I think we might have got away with one there. But um, again, sat the opposite end of the ground, just looking at the goal square on. You're thinking that right hand post is just open there for a kind of similar moment to when Blackburn, I think, scored a last minute free kick against us last season or something like that. But fortunately, Gherkin spots it. It's a nice low save, but there, it was nervy, wasn't it? Bloody hell. It was like trauma the last 15, 20 minutes of that game. Um, Roberts takes a yellow, um, wins the ball, but gets the guy on his follow through. Um, Nudson has a little bit of a dally trying to shepherd the ball out. Don't take any risks, Jonas. Get rid of it. Um, Jackson comes in for Roberts. Apparently Harrison wasn't even on the bench. <laughs> um, and then one of my favourite groans of the season here, seven minutes of injury time. Now, it's very hard. We we have to do our best to be balanced on here and not just moan. But that do was... We? we do, yeah. Okay. That was odd, that seven minutes. Um, I can normally think of a, a justification to defend a referee on that but you guys must both have been thinking joe um well this is uh, four i was expecting four minutes but it was, it was, i was thinking it was ridiculous. Oh, they'll score they'll score two goals in this now they won't just score one in injury yeah. time they actually beat us now sorry joe go we'll on. never win well in, in the first half the physio the physio had been on twice in the first half oh, and there'd been another stoppage minute. and there was and I said to my dad at half time, I said, it doesn't really bother me because that half was crap. I was glad to be back in the warm. Absolutely. I said, how could there only be one minute injury time when the physio has been on twice and and there'd been another stoppage? And then in the second half, there, there wasn't really anything to justify there being more than the sort of standard free. And he gave seven minutes. Like, I was speaking to one of the stewards next to me who is on the headset and it had been phoned up that there was going to be six minutes and I thought he was winding me up. And then just before that, Gherkin got bundled into the goal and... When he was going to take the goal kick, he no then, yellow card for that he challenge. Was, he by was the taking way. to move it and tried to yeah. move it across, and then the ref was pointing at his watch, and then and then it changed to seven minutes based on that one instant that added a whole another minute onto the injury time because because of that, and it was and like you say that's that how that wasn't a yellow card when Vaughan went in with the elbow, no intention of winning the ball. I thought Chalibur that might had, be a red card actually when I first saw yeah. it. I when when if, you it, see it back, it, it looks a lot worse than it did at the time even, and I say Chalibur got booked for being slightly late on a header, going on shoulders. This guy flew in, elbow up, so late on the ball, so late on the keeper. The only, my biggest surprise, actually, was the ref didn't give a goal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, can anyone remember how many it was for when Skews got the concussion against Norwich? Was that eight? Or was it... Yeah, it was something like that, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. No, just a uh, baffling. But, hey, they got through it. They got the win. Um, I said in my uh, match review... I would rather I could say that we'd played well and been better than a team um, because that 
kind of wasn't the case at Swansea for the other win. I can't believe I'm saying the other win in, in December. But we'll take it. Um, quick summary, Rich, and then we'll go to uh, questions. Uh, yeah, I think, as you say, the conditions yesterday, I, I, I was kind of right at the back of the door stand lower, so I couldn't really feel the wind or the rain. But there was a few moments where Gherkin's Lucky kicks you. were kind of coming back. Yeah, exactly right. I was in exactly the right location. But you're right. I mean, whatever it takes to get the win, it's now what we need. You know, we, if we, um, if we SA, SA, I'm trying to find a nice way of saying shit house a win every week. Um, then so be it. Do you know what I mean? That this is the situation we are in. Five points now we are. Eight points we were before. Whatever it takes. So I'll happily play badly. Probably be the second best team I think on the day. I think that was pretty much fair enough. But still take the three points. Um, let's have some more of them. Let's do it again next week. Frankly, do you know what I mean? Joe, I'll happily take the one nils. Yeah, I, I don't think we were particularly second best. I just think it was two teams struggling in the conditions, and we we got the win. And all that mattered was the win yesterday. We just had to get that three points. There was sort of, if if we hadn't won yesterday, we'd all be looking at the table again, thinking there's no way we're going to get out. This January is going to be too late when you look at the three games coming up. So that was a, I know we've said it a few times, but that was a total must win. And we did enough to edge ahead and then we held on. That was almost a sort of the sort of win, which we've had over the last few seasons, which we've, which, which, which we've built upon in, in tough circumstances. Yeah, and we'll go through the results in the roundup, won't we? So, and why yesterday winning was so massive. Um, and the other thing as well is at full time, everyone's singing in the North Stand and singing as they're walking home and singing in the pubs that I was in as well. Suddenly there's a, all this confidence that Lambert is trying to be fostered by being uber positive in his press conferences. Is suddenly endorsed with a win and everyone's kind of up for it. Um, it's a big test next week though, isn't it? Mm. Um, let's go to questions. Uh this is Alfie Goldspink. Um, is the foreign leagues a good shout for Paul Lambert, given he knows the German market and has scouted the French? Joe, any value in the foreign markets? I'm not, I'm not sure that there's a huge amount of value in there for, for January market, but if he's looking longer term, then it's a good move. But I think at the moment, we, we, we're we only going to have a small, what, three loanies we could probably bring in, assuming that Eden goes back, Graham goes back, obviously Walters is gone, so... Free that we can bring in, and you you imagine they're going to be experienced championship campaigners, those guys. Um, Richard, this is Andy Grimes. Is it true to say that town fans have been numb for a decade as a result of mid-table finishes and dull football, and this horrible predicament has made us all feel something for the club again? Um, perhaps, yeah. I mean, we had an interesting question on the Thursday show from... Um, I think it's a guy called James Mealing, who's who was too young for the Premier League relegation 15, 16 years ago, whatever it was. And it was, what does relegation feel like? And sometimes, I guess if you have nothing and you're numb, anything may be better than something. You know? So um, I can understand why, yeah, I guess he feels that. But I think it's still quite lacking in the ground atmosphere. There was only 14,000 there yesterday. I still think as a supporter base, we need to do more. Um and if we survive, how great will that be if everyone's kind of invested 20,000 in the ground every week, build for next season? But yeah, still a long way to go. Uh, Joe, this is Ben Frost. If you were told you could only sign one player in January, what position would be your priority? Striker. Done. Ash Lewis. Um, Reese James looks a quality player. It's a good question. This. Did we get the wrong Chelsea loaning? Uh, Rich, can I ping that back to Joe with his uh, academy head? Sure. Um, I think when you look at the week... The sort of the positions in our, in our squad where we've got a weakness, I think a right-back would have probably been a better signing than another central midfielder. I thought Chalaber was probably our man of the match yesterday, personally. I thought he played really well. And maybe 
having Scoose not there allowed him to play that more natural, deeper role rather than getting in each other's way. But like I say, when you see the build-up of our squad, I know Scoose is injured, but I don't think it's difficult to argue a right-back would probably be adding more value than another central midfielder. I don't understand. Just, oh, go ahead, Rich. Just, I was just trying to get your thought. I don't know whether we've got any questions about Nolan, um, but obviously you guys weren't at Stoke, I don't think. Or, no, yeah. no, I wasn't. So any thoughts on, on Nolan from I your thought Nolan was more composed than most of the players. He seemed a lot calmer in those conditions. Um, I don't think I've seen him play better than that for us. I Still too safe for me, personally. I just found when he was on the ball, he, he doesn't look for that forward pass a lot enough. He's, he's coming back a lot. I, I wasn't overly impressed with him. What do you that's think? maybe um, a confidence Rich? thing. I, I thought he was really good last week. It, it, again, he kind of grew into the game. I definitely agree with Joe. There was a few moments where he burst through and could have found a positive pass and maybe went sideways or something like that. But I think there's a player there. I think uh, Davis said that, hasn't he? Um, I thought he was okay yesterday. Um, this is Peckham Blue. Is Tresemme right to be angry with Tony Blair over calls for another referendum? Is that Tresemme the shampoo people or is that a typo? Theresa May, I'd guess. Ah... Is Theresa May right to be angry? To, um... No, she's an idiot. <laughs> there we go. Politics. <laughs> or she's a genius, depending on your view on Brexit. But let's not go there. No. Two hot potatoes in one pod. Let's not do they're, that. They're unsubscribe. Unsubscribe. <laughs> um, whose go is it? I think it's mine. Uh, do you think Paul Lambert will sign any ex-Norwich players? Heard a rumour that we're looking into signing Nelson Oliveira. If we did, how would you take the news? Well, we heard about Ben Marshall. I think that was the only that was the only ex Norwich link. That, well, current Norwich link, isn't it? That I've heard. Um, again, beggars can't be choosers, right? Um, and Ben Marshall's a decent player. Oliver is a decent player. Um, so spices up Derby Day, doesn't it? Interesting. Um, Joe, this is Kevy T. You're going to give a diamond answer to this one. Were we resilient or lucky yesterday? Resilient. You have to be lucky as well as resilient, don't you? That doesn't seem to have happened a lot the last um, no. the last while. Luck and Ipswich, so there we go. Um, Benjamin Erie. Uh, Roberts seemed to struggle with the physicality of yesterday's games. Um, are we in dire need of a more physical forward, maybe a target man and get behind some long balls? Um, can I reframe that question? I spoke to Dave yesterday um on the phone on the way back just to get his take before we did the pod um and i was all oh god roberts is terrible isn't he and dave was a bit more sympathetic saying look he's being asked to do something that he clearly isn't up to um is he i'll come to both of you is is he a poor footballer or is he just being asked to do something that's not remotely within his skill set i think you said this in your post-match video ben that He's just probably not a championship level footballer. And uh, I suspect what he's been asked to do is quite straightforward, which is unsettle their centre-backs and try and get around and try and get on the ball. But I think he's just, unfortunately, just not of the level that we need. And that's why he doesn't find himself in the right positions. That's why the ball bounces off him when ideally he should control it. So in terms of the question, I think absolutely we need more quality up there. And I don't think we can blame Jordan Roberts that he's not... Daryl Murphy from 2014-15. What's your view, Joe? Yeah, I, th- I think he's doing okay, but he is—he's not good. He's not good enough to play that role as a number one striker for a championship team. He, but he's, he works hard. He push. He throws himself about. He gets stuck in. He's—he's he's doing all that he's capable of, but the ball doesn't stick to him, and he struggles with the actual football. But he's—he's—he's he's, he's done a lot better than I thought he would. But 
that still Preston not, game, still he was, not good he was enough. really good, wasn't he? Preston. Um, if, you took, yeah. if you took Jake Cooper, the Millwall centre-back, and put him up front, would he be better? Or Toto or and Ciara? Well, they don't have the, they don't have the sort of explosive pace. Roberts can be quite quick and can unsettle people with in that regard. Like I say, I've, I've, I think he's done he's he's done okay, but he's very much a stopgap. It's just a shame that the gap has been so long. Agreed. Um, Joe Arthur Pickthorn uh, thought Chalaber was excellent yesterday. I think he, uh, you both agree with him. He offers something with driving runs from deep, causing real trouble. Is he showing why Skews doesn't come straight back in when fit? For me, he brings so much more than. Excuse, Joe. Um, I, I think there's an element of that. If if Chalaber can cut out the mistakes in his game, then he's 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 going to be a very good player. But ultimately, that's why he's here to learn to to play senior football and cut the mistakes out of the game. He's I think people because he's so, so big. I think people forget that he's still very young. He's only he's younger than Andre Dazelle. He's only a few months older than Jack Lancaster, and he's. He's, he's a very young player, but he's come in with a big reputation and, and a big guy, and people think he's a senior player. He's not. Like I say, he's, he's not going to be... I don't, th- I don't think he will keep Scoose out of the team once Scoose is fully fit, but he's definitely going to do himself no no harm if he keeps playing like he did yesterday. Uh, this is his first professional season as well. I mean, we all forget that too. This is his first time playing football. I know at the championship level, it's a lot more nasty, a lot more vicious than under-23 football that he's probably used to. Um, and, I th- and he hasn't hidden as well. That's the thing we chatted about last Sunday. He tries stuff. You know, he might make the odd mistake. He definitely does. But at least he doesn't hide. And I think he'll be a good player. And I think most of his mistakes are positive mistakes as well. He makes mistakes when he's trying to achieve Turning, positive things. Like yeah, It's good-natured, not, not vicious. <laughs> I like the stuff you do about his hand. Um, Andy Nichols said, <laughs> how many players... Do, that was an obscure one. <laughs> how many players do you reckon Lambert will get in January, Richard? How many players... How many players are going to come in? Joe's already alluded to three um, loan spots. We expect them probably all to get filled. Would there, would there be a permanent one if anyone goes out? I suspect if we are looking to get quality reinforcements to get us out of trouble then it will mostly be top-tier championship, bottom-tier Premier League loanees. I don't, and again, if the Evans rumours are to be believed, I suspect he's not going to want to stick money on fees. But it sounds like we've got money left over potentially from our dinnings in the summer. I don't know. I think we need about five players. I think we need definitely need better full-back um, options. I think we need probably another midfield option as well, depending on Scoose's injury. And obviously, we've talked about the um, front options as well. Uh, this is Blue Soap. What players is Paul Lambert likely to move for? I think we've done that. Um, is it just me or is Spence improving, Joe? I don't think he's as bad as he's made out. I know he's sort of become <laughs> the scapegoat. And... You mean football fans exaggerate? <laughs> yeah, I'd like say he's 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 not brilliant, but he's not he's not terrible, and he's he is what he is really. We we know what he is. He's a sort of probably a lower lower end championship fullback and free from MK Dons, you know. But he's he's a player that could easily be improved on, I'm sure. But I don't think he really lets us down as much as he's made out. Uh, Richard, Harry Butcher. How important is it that we also get something out of Sheffield United? Can I broaden that question? Um, when does the next win need to come? Um, bear in mind, Sheffield United are good. Um, did, did you see what I'm saying? It, it can't yeah. go... What was Swansea 10 games ago? Something like that. Yeah. I mean, I think we've... The job at the moment is to maintain the points gap. So we can lose at the moment as long as Mill, Reading, um, 
Rotherham, all those lot keep losing as well. I suspect Sheffield United have got an amazing record, including away games against the bottom teams. I think they've won pretty much all of those games. They can't beat the top six teams, mind you. So I suspect next week, and McGoldrick scored, didn't he? So Sheffield United will be tough. I think QPR is a game where we need to look to get a point, possibly. But Millwall on New Year's Day, that's a biggie for me. Um, and then we're in the kind of January windows open flings open or whatever it does um so i think yeah let's let's not push our luck but, doesn't slam um, shut on this podcast that's banned doesn't it just also I'm, ban- I'm banning war chest as well away days are great but there's nothing quite like home comforts the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home advantage with mc delivery you in order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Blue Monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. You're in charge, Ben. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to say it loads on the Thursday, on the preview show. War chest, slam shut, war chest, slam shut. I'm going to slam shut a war chest. It'll be brilliant. Wow, uh, this is Muller. Only ITFC have won in the last six games out of the bottom six clubs. Does this vindicate everything Lambert has been saying about us, or does it, or has he been talking us into the improvements against the odds? Really fascinating, this Joe. There, um, Harry called it the elasticated league table, and it really is getting extreme. Whereby the top six beat the middle echelons and the bottom six. The middle echelons beat the bottom six and the bottom six beat no one at the moment and if you're Hull for example who've got 15 points in eight games they've zoomed off over the horizon those bottom six are really really terrible aren't they yep we are (laughs) (laughs) no I I I think the problem is this that the championship is almost becoming a bit like the Premier League where there is becoming the divisions within the division there's so much money at the top of the table that teams like West Brom can turn up and not play particularly well but have that real quality in their team that they have players that can just pick you off and at the teams at the top probably Norwich and Sheffield United don't have that same quality and the teams around them the Villas the West Broms the Derbys just just have the players that and I bet you as well Joe Borough 
Borough will spend over 10 million in January, I reckon, because Pulis wasn't happy in um, in well or, or do, do you know something significant? You can see Derby adding someone. Villa and, will spend, won't they? A, Villa, well, Villa will buy um, one of the Brentford fullbacks for like six yep. million or something, won't they? Sorry, Joe, I'll cut you off. Yeah, no, no, like I said, those teams have just got so much money and, and will just pick pick up the players. It's just so important that you win the, especially your home games. You just got you just got to win as many home games as you can and try not to lose your away games. Um, Wigan, sorry, Wigan yeah, are sixteenth at the moment. Wigan are top of the crap bit of the championship, and they weren't particularly good. Yes, they were. Then you look at Hull, probably a, yeah, doing all right on they. Sheffield Wednesday in free fall, Brentford in free fall. Yeah. Um, is it possible? This is Brad. I think we covered this, Brad, but I'll read it anyway. What do we make of Dizelle coming on rather than Bishop the last couple of games? I think Joe did that earlier in the podcast. Um, Richard, this is Taco Man. With five goals in seven games for a team bottom of the league, is there any chance of anyone coming in to try and buy Sears in January? Well, re- revisit our contract answer earlier in the in the podcast, I think. Yeah, well, that might be a yeah definitely a, a way to keep him. Um, I guess if someone offers us... Five million for Freddie Sears. Knowing our owner, we'll probably take that seriously, won't we? So he's gone. Money talks, but obviously we want to. Dar- keep Darby, you think? Ugh, yeah. <laughs> Stick him on the bench with wagon. <laughs> um, Joe, uh, he's referring to my review. You said about Nudson in your match review. Um, my comment was that um, he's there in body, but not in mind at the moment. Um, do you think he's just out of form, or had his head turned by another club? I don't think it's so much he's had his head turned, but I'd imagine he's just not overly happy with his situation where he hasn't been offered a contract. He's he's still getting up and down the pitch well, but it just doesn't seem sort of as good as he had. But then he had a long summer. He went away for the World Cup straight into pre-season. Is this a, is this a period of the season where he's starting to feel heavy legs? Um, Adam Williams, what would be the panel's one Christmas wish, wish each for for ITFC? Let's not say a new Malaysian owner with four billion pounds worth of assets, but a realistic one, Richard. Um, I'd like us to go into March with a legitimate chance of staying up. I think that is, I'm going to be reasonable. I'm going to use my wish and be pragmatic and reasonable. But I think if, as I said, the rest of the teams above us are beatable and are rubbish. And some of them are the form is. So let's, you know, the wish is that we've, we've got a chance of staying up because we've given ourselves a chance now, haven't we? Joe? Um, I'd probably say top six. <laughs> I I would say spend top five. Sorry, spend no. on wages. We were talking about Scott Hogan on the WhatsApp group earlier, weren't we? Sp- and I know Dean Smith likes him now, so he won't go anywhere. But like they did with DJ Campbell, um, spend on wages on a striker who, even if you're not playing well, if he plays the last, how many games have we got left? 24 games left plays yeah. the last 24 games will score you 10 10 10 to 12 goals that's yep. that would be i know that's easier said than done but um, there must be someone on the bench somewhere who's you know too good for the bottom of the championship and will will ping goals in in, in most games there um my, well i'm sorry but I, my I wish is that, that just very quickly my wish is that lamba gets his transfer targets because i think we need to trust him I think he's proven in these last few months what he's capable of. And I think we just need to back the manager for once. So that's my wish as well. Lambert gets his chopping list. Okay, my, my actual wish, rather than top six, would be that unless we have a disastrous relegation this year, that Paul Lambert is in the dugout at the start of next season. Nice. Um, Sean Young, 
What is the official Blue Monday statement after Mikey Smith was spotted wearing Norwich City merchandise? So Mikey Smith of the podcast team has been photographed on Twitter wearing a Norwich City hat, Richard. And it doesn't surprise me because we know that there are secret Norwich fans lurking all over the Blue Monday team. <laughs> Where's my season ticket gone? So, yeah, it doesn't surprise me. Um, Mikey um, will be reprimanded. There will be, yeah, there will be penalties to be paid. Don't worry. Um, 16th of February, we'll get the stocks out or something. And, ah. Yeah, we'll do something. Actually, I think we can do we can do the projector there. So maybe that picture might get another own. Joe, with the acceptable punishment? I think we should transfer him to the Talk Norwich City podcast. <laughs> you can sit next to Chris Reeve. You can sit next yeah. to Chris, yeah. God. He said it's been imposed upon him. That's what he said. It's been imposed okay. upon me. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is more unbelievable, the fact we won or the fact Jonas Knudsen played in the World Cup? Tim Harvey, Joe, harsh. Oh. <laughs> Sounds like a Chris um, Doig motivational speech, that one. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine you saw a poster, Chris Doig, motivational speaker. He's handing out business cards or something. Oh, can't just can't get back into the old football now. I'm doing doing motivational speaking, but bloody Kevin Keegan's getting all my work. I tell you, got this little book, forward by Duncan Goodyear. You know, <laughs> like to laugh get out. a few times a day. <laughs> Joe, well, De- Denmark's a small country, isn't it? With not not a huge talent pool to pick from, so it doesn't surprise me that a championship regular is in their squad, but. I'm surprised that they qualified. Um, Jeremy Bowling, our um, Italian uh, native. What are you if you just live expat? There we go. Um, Do you think it important that town fans hang on to their feelings after yesterday's game when further down the line may be called to weigh up results-based football against good entertaining football, Richard? You touched on this already. I thought the atmosphere was, uh, I don't know how it transferred for, for where you are, Joe. I think you're the other end, aren't you? Mm. But the North Stand and the Blue Action guys were were pretty relentless yesterday as they were against Stoke. Um, but I think, yeah, I think we need to accept that we're, you know, the one win is not going to change everything in straight away. So patience, but we do need to kind of carry that positivity because Lambert is, is trying to build it, isn't he? So it's, it's a, yeah. Do you does know that what, answer the question? I think I might have misunderstood. Do you the know question. what does change everything? Love. Love, yeah. Michael Ball. People say he's just a big pair of no. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, uh, how did... Uh, this is Tim Pashley, last one. How did Spence and Jack do down the right-hand side? Good good uh, partnership there? Um, I, to be honest, More secure than Edwards? Um, I, th- I think Lancaster struggled a little bit yesterday. He, he struggled to get into the game and was caught out a couple of times coming back inside onto his favoured left foot. And I think Spence did well to sweep up after after he made m- mistakes. But it was positive to see that Lambert kept Lancaster on, kept him trying to do that rather than just pulling him off at the first opportunity when there was making a mistake. Not like that. <laughs> <laughs> Filth. <laughs> Keep talking, I'll be gone for at least two minutes. <laughs> but I think I think when Edwards did come on, he he, he put himself about he put himself about well, won a couple of good challenges. He did get a couple, yeah, good good tackles from Edwards. And he and Lancaster just quickly in terms of Shalibur as well. Lancaster kept trying stuff, didn't he? Keep going, Ben. Come on, professionalism is, <laughs> and, that and that is, is what I want. <laughs> I'm Talk. on form with these office quotes. I'm oh loving Oh my this. god! People, people who don't like the office quotes, they're just gonna hate. This is like the worst thing they've oh. ever heard, ever, ever. Quite special next week. Oh, dear, oh me. Um, 
Right, I've composed myself now, like like John Nolan in the wind. I've composed myself, but I'm not safe, Joe. Don't worry, because I'm going to the roundup. I'm a maverick. I don't care. Um, new leaders, Bolton nil, Leeds one. Um, let's focus a bit more on Bolton because they're more in our um, stratosphere. They are absolutely dreadful. We know that um, there's no money there at all, and there's been embargoes and and whatnot. So it would only be players going out, although I don't know whether they have any saleable assets. Bolton could definitely finish 24th, Joe. Yeah, no, I think, I think Bolton are... They've fought against it a couple of times in the past, but I think they are totally screwed this time. They they aren't paying the players' wages. I'd, I'd imagine they're going to have to sell people in January. They've actually got a, a signing that they've got to pay a million pounds for from Forest Green. That money's still got oh. to go out on, a, on one of those agreed loans. So... I imagine the second half of the season is going to see uh, very young teams. They're, they're just going to have to play the players that are at the club and they will get relegated. Norwich uh, drew Richard at Bristol City. Norwich are terrible. Only got a point in this game. Not the not the usual three. Um, we're 2-1 down as well. And um, Hernandez comes on and sets up a goal straight away. It's going to get more difficult for Norwich the next few weeks away at Blackburn. And then they start to play the top teams. Um, do you think we'll see the natural order and then possibly not having the money that the others are going to spend? Are they going to come down with the Christmas decorations? Hopefully so. Um, I'm going to nick my colleague from the previous show, Harry's analysis. He listed his top six and it didn't include Norwich or Sheffield United, I think. I think, um, and I think sorry, Rich, I think they'd do well not to finish in the top six now. I think they need something yeah. like 30. I think it's like 1.4 per game. to fin- But I'm talking about the top two here now. Yeah, which and is there's, there's, a, there was an ominous stat that came out maybe a couple of weeks ago about the likelihood of teams being 24th at that point in the season and staying up. But also the teams in the top at this point in the season not going up. And I think it's, it's probably us sometime in 2004 or five or whatever it is, uh, who were top of the table with 21 games in or something, uh, haven't gone up automatically. So they do well to not go up. But as you say, I don't think they've got as much clout in the transfer market as others. And their defence is a bit leaky as well. I don't think that defence is as tight as it could be. So, yeah, they're probably good for playoffs, but hopefully nothing more. I'd, I'd, I'd love nothing more for Norwich to finish seventh and us to finish 21st. <laughs> Just the, the total troll. Um, Sheffield on the last day as well Sheffield United 1 West Brom 2 um, I think we've we've covered this Harry would call them the haves and the the haves and the have nots and Sheffield United what more can they do with their resources and then you come up against Rodriguez Gale Barnes Barnes, Barry Livermore um, who's the other midfielder can't remember Um, but um, Sheffield United come in next week, so we will um, we'll talk about them a lot more this and week. The Goldrick watch, he's, he think, scored for United. Also, guys, if I'm Norwich, look at um, uh, West Brom's next three games. Rotherham, Wigan, Sheffield Wednesday. Seven points incoming at least, yeah? I think the um, biggest highlight of this game was that the West Brom goals were scored by Barry Gibbs. Oh, nice. You don't know what it's like. <laughs> Maybe you don't. That's um. That wasn't Barry Gibb. That was Robin Gibb, wasn't it? Sorry. There you go, Barry Gibb. There you go. What does um, Dave do at these moments? Has he got a button he presses or something? So. Oh, cringes. Singing. Cringes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. we just have to sit and 
Cringes oh, along with the rest of the audience. I was literally about to do another Joe, and I stopped myself before you cracked <laughs> up. Um, Derby Forest tomorrow night. I will be at that one. Um, looking forward to that. Um, so check that out on the channel. Uh, Middlesbrough. Just, uh, sorry, just really to pause. That's a fierce local derby that's played on a Monday night. Nah, can't be. Nah, sorry. Kigo. Um, QPR Borough uh, 2-1 to Rangers um, Borough in really bad form or is this is this the Machiavellian Pulist doing a deliberate bad run to persuade Steve Gibson to give me some money give me yeah. some money me but um, Joe are, are Rangers beatable on Boxing Day we never win there uh, no I, I think that, I think they are just a solid probably upper mid-table team that will play well a lot of weeks, but also they've got the old Rick in them and a bad result. And you just want to hope they've had too many spuds on Christmas day and we catch him cold on boxing day. Lovely. Um, Rich, your favorites, Villa to Stoke to um, the, the run for Villa. It's not come yet, but if you've seen their games, they've just played Derby, Birmingham, Forest, West Brom, Stoke, and they've got Leeds next week. So I think their run to fourth or third place is going to, manifest itself more in sort of february time yeah i think you're right um and stoke on a, a bit of a run now as well it looked like joe allen was the star man there yesterday and um, he certainly was last week um and codger is starting to play into a bit of form now he's he's been out of the team for quite a while he came back i think during on the derby i think against the blue oh uh, did he play on the um second city derby ben do you remember that codger? Oh, all i'm thinking about is rosanna by toto um because joe allen all I want to do when I wake up in the morning is see you rise. Joe Allen, Joe Allen. Does it work? No? Scans? Before my time, possibly. I don't know. Hey, yeah. you did, you did, Toto. How dare on. you? Come on. Come oh, on now, Rich. Uh, is, yeah. um, Swansea 2, Sheffield Wednesday 1. Selena on fire in this one, Joe. Yep, scored. Scored one, set up one. I think the biggest story was coming out of Sheffield Wednesday at the end of the game. <laughs> oh, the F1 with the BBC guy. Love it. Josh Lahukai losing the plot, storming out, effing <laughs> and blinding. Sorry, I'm such and... a hypocrite. When Mick did that, I hated it. But when someone else's manager does it, I'm like, hilarious. How is he How is he still in charge there? We Obviously, we want him to stay there the, as long as possible because he does not seem to be able to turn that round at all. No. Um, Blackburn to Birmingham to nailed on draw this one all the way, wasn't it, Rich? I, well, Birmingham, yeah, their away form isn't as good as their home form, but um, it was a bit of a meltdown by Blackburn. It was two goals in something like two minutes for Birmingham. Um, but yeah, I mean, their home form is just crazy, Blackburn. So um, they'll finish mid-table with a pair of them, I suspect. Norwich at Blackburn next week. Um, Preston <laughs> Preston 3, Millwall 2. Um, good result for Ipswich, Joe. Millwall can't get anywhere near their level of last year. No, they, they did miss a couple of chances at key points in the game, but Preston have goals in them and conti- continue to score two or three a game at home. And I say they, they were in a very false position when they were at the bottom of the table. As And I think our point against them is probably looking better now than it was at the time. They're, over the last 12 games, I think they're like 1.9 points per game. So they've been on promotion form for over well, 12 games, so over 10 games. Um Hull to Brentford, nil. So Hull, Richard, give us the blueprint for what everybody needs to do in the in the bottom four. Like 15 points in eight games, if you can do it, stick a little run together. Um, good, good job by Nigel Atkins. 
Oh, yeah, as much as it hurts me to say it, I mean, he's just a, I think he's a bit of a cowboy, but yeah, two, and similar to us, two really crappy, scruffy goals, two tap-ins when the keeper, I think, has spilled it. Um, and what about Brentford, who you saw really early on in the season? When the I Smith, said they were the best team I'd seen. Yeah, yeah. and uh, Frank's presumably is on borrowed time as well. There's three managers mm-hmm. there, potentially, that we just talked about, maybe out of work tomorrow. Living on borrowed time. John Lennon. Um, Rotherham but, but won. But with regards to Hull, sorry, I think Fraser Campbell shows what staying fit, what a good striker can do at this level. He's an yeah. England international previously. And I, I thought against us, he was brilliant. He held the ball up well. He occupied the defenders. And he can still score when given half a chance. If you listen to our excellent interview with David Johnson, he said much the same thing. Look, I was quick. I could shoot. And I was fit most of the time. And in the championship, if I play all the games... I, I think I'll I think I'll score most weeks. So um, there you go, Championship football. Uh, Rotherham one, Reading one. Water is wet. The Pope is a Catholic. Rotherham draw. Who's yeah. whose match is this one? This is my one, I think. But Rotherham eight draws out of the last ten. Ten in thirteen. We're well, sort of they're they've unbeaten. They've got not they haven't lost nine of the last ten games, but they just haven't picked up many points. And, but that's fine but, at the bottom. Until yeah. someone starts winning, isn't it? Mm-hmm. But I think they'll be disappointed not to beat Reading at home. Reading are a poor side, and but they they got lucky. Well, not lucky. They got a late equaliser, so probably oh, yeah. it, that helped us though. That late equaliser. Yes, it did. Um, top goals. We're on to the extrapolation here. We now have an outright leader. Top goals. Freddie Sears with five. Edwards four. Jackson three. Top assists. Sears again two. Ward two. Top minutes. Chambers. Nudson. Chalaber third in the minutes. Uh, Skews. Pennington, um, you know I've cancelled my extrapolations since we've been so rubbish. Um, so the entire bottom six are one point per game or below, which is less of a standard than the average for the last 10 years. So 46 at the moment gets you like 18th place or something ridiculous. Surely that will pick up. Maybe it, maybe it won't. Who knows? Um, Ipswich currently on 0.63 points per game. Um, so to get to 46... They need 32 points from the remaining 24 games. 1.33 is the target for the rest of the season, which is four points every three games, i.e. win, draw, lose. That really average where you have the same in in each column for the rest of the season. It's hardly amazing form you need to stay up here, Rich, is it? I know we're terrible, but... And and as we've said, um, the teams around us, if they're not getting points deductions or sacking managers... Um, are going to be in lousy form as well. So it could be a real slog. And as long as we're kind of there or thereabouts by the start of January, then you give us a chance. Lovely um, stuff. Um, yeah. Let's go to two little ducks. Now, I'm, I'm going to be strict. Joe, your face on that. I'm going to clip that. <laughs> that was like, oh, really? I oh, this shit. forgot about that nonsense. Rubbish. It's much easier, Joe, when, you, um, when you're hosting and you can don't have to give any answers. In the words of Tolkien, with great power comes great responsibility. Have I misquoted him? That is Lord of the Rings, isn't it? That's Spider-Man, isn't it? I thought it was Spider-Man. Spider-Man. I've done that one on here before, haven't I? I love it. Yeah, just say <laughs> exact same one being corrected. Say, yeah, that's uh, Chaucer, I think. Being corrected. What did I get wrong earlier? Ellis Harrison, he wasn't even on the bench. Yeah. Having a bad day. You had a bad day. Daniel Powder. Do you know that was the number one for royalties um, between like 2000 and 2010? Daniel Powder made was the most money. Was it on a TV advert or something? I don't There's know. A trivia. I but it's, but it's like Radio One and Middle of the Road, and you know, just went everywhere. Kaching, bit of fun. Two little ducks. You've got to take this seriously because I've made it really easy, though. Yeah. None of this, Joe. None of this helping out. Are you going to do lunges or something? 
None of this <laughs> helping out, okay? So, let me explain the rules before I give you the really easy game that you need to get over 15 on, okay? Um, you need to name as many players that started the game that I've chosen as you can. Um, you each get a golden goose. I can help you out with that. That's fine. I'll tell you when to use it. You basically get one gimme each. Um, and huge substitutes... We're, we're okay. We'll write them off, but you don't get the point. Okay? So, former Ipswich manager Roy Keane was on TV this afternoon being grumpy for Liverpool versus Man United. Um, Keane was famously red-carded in an epic FA Cup semi-final replay between Manchester United and Arsenal at Villa Park on the 14th of April, 1999. So, your game, which has absolutely nothing to do with Ipswich, apart from the Roy Keane link... Is Arsenal versus Man United um, FA Cup semi-final replay 1999? Absolute classic games. About 20 world-class players in this game, and a couple of not. But um, so, are we good with that one? We remember the game. Guy Twell in his shirt over his head, missed penalties, free kicks, all sorts of stuff. Do you want to go first, um, Joe? Ryan Giggs. You substitute. You can't have a point for that one. Oh, wow. <laughs> Roy Keane. Roy Keane, there we go. David what? Beckham. David Beckham scored, didn't he? Did he score a free kick? No, uh, two. Open play. Open play. Lovely goal, as Barry Davis um, say. Lee Dixon, I think let gigs in. Uh, Lee Dixon, yes. Three. Patrick Vieira, missed a penalty. And set up, uh, Dennis Bergkamp missed a penalty, but Patrick Vieira passes the ball to Ryan Giggs for the goal, doesn't he? Uh, four. Uh, I think I'm assuming Seaman's in goal. Seaman, five. Dennis Bergkamp. Dennis Bergkamp. <laughs> Six, sorry. Uh, Keown. Keown, good shout. Seven. Peter Schmeichel. Schmeichel, eight. Uh, Gary Neville. Gary Neville, Four. nine. Paul There's Scholes. a theme here. Uh, Paul Scholes, you substitute. I've run out of my stuff I've written down. Uh, can I use a golden goose on Teddy just... Sheringham? Uh, sharing him started. Don't don't worry about your goose. I'll give you a give right. so ten. Good. Um, Andy Cole. Andy Cole. That's a that's a golden goose. Um, did not start that game. No involvement. Who played for Arsenal? Lots of really good football players. They have Lauren. 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 No, mm. and you already said the right back anyway. So bad oh, bad flaw in your logic there. Rich, um, that's your golden goose. So all gone now. It's sudden death now. You're on ten, Joe. Dwight York. And that's it. What? No, Dwight York or Andy Cole in that game. Listen, listen to these two teams. This is utterly ridiculous, right? Seaman, Dixon, Winterburn, Keown, Adams, Vieira, Petty, Parla, Lundberg, Anelka and Bergkamp up front. Schmeichel, Neville, Neville, Johnson, Stam, Beckham, Buck, Keane, Blunkvist, Solskjaer. Sheringham. Outstanding. I'm both of us. That we, um, we should have thought a little bit more the about The thing that. with two little ducks is I have been helping lots. Um, mm. So when you're strict, like 7 to 10 is a good score. And when Dave had what? to do it on his own. I just can't believe neither Dwight York or Andy Cole played, to be honest. Did, didn't need him. No. Didn't need Even him. Even as subs or... And doing no. all that research of Ipswich 2, Wigan 1, <laughs> in 2004-2005 was totally wasted. <laughs> wasted. Alaman played for Wigan. Did he? Played for both. Um, yeah, Giggs, Skulls and York were the substitutes. Good bench. Bold, Canu and Overmars were the substitutes. Oh, was, was, was York a U-sub? Yeah. You knocked me out on Dwight York. 
did I? Yeah. Oh, you got to check back the footage there. Did that happen? (laughs) Yeah. Didn't I say Andy Cole? I said him first, and that was my golden goose, and then Dwight York. Oh, sorry. I've done that before and messed up. I've messed up a lot on this podcast, (laughs) haven't I? To be honest, I wasn't. I don't. Did we have anything after that joke? I'm not sure. I had anything lined up after Dwight York. I, I, I had two or three, but oh, oh. There you go. well, let's, I'll give you twelve then. Don't let me down. You've let Joe down. <laughs> I've let the listeners down. Worst of all, I've let myself down. Yeah. If I cared, it'd be a problem, wouldn't it? <laughs> I'm not angry, Ben. I'm just disappointed. There you go. Um. So Rich and Harry will do the preview of Sheffield United. So Joe, let's talk about the three games and bear in mind one point per game is kind of acceptable at the moment. Um, Sheffield United at home on the 22nd. Rangers away on Boxing Day. Borough away on the 28th or the 29th, 29th, I think. Um, Three points from those three acceptable getting to January, Joe? Yeah, no, I'd I'd take three points now from those games if if we could get it. One one win and anything else would be brilliant, I think, from those three because... Middlesbrough is one where you don't expect to get anything. You're going to be pewless balled into a 1-0 or a 2-0 there. QPR, hit and miss. And then Sheffield United, like I say, I know they're a decent side, but you've just got to win your home games, don't you? And they're not in the best of form, and I think you've just got to try and get something from that. But, yeah, three or four points would be great. Anything more would be unbelievable. Richard? Um, yeah, the, I guess the other variable that we haven't really talked about is it's a busy period and teams will be rotating players, won't they? Um, and you've got to hope that the likes of Sheffield United will underestimate us um, and drop a few players and we'll surprise them. Um, it's not yeah, unusual I'd... for Sheffield United to uh, take out Duffy and Sharp for easier, quote, away games and Washington and Lundstrom play instead. They've done that against Reading and against Brentford. But I'd agree with Joe. That number of points, three points or something like that. Just, yeah, as long as we're there or thereabouts, that five-point gap is maintained come 1st of January, um, I'll be happy. And to the question that was asked earlier on the Twitter, just following up one win with another win within the next six games would be really... You know, when you look at that form chart and it's got six games, it's very rare down the bottom you see two Ws within the same... I mean, there's none at the moment, only Ipswich have won anything so two those two wins joe if they're and i mean i know we're looking at the millwall millwall game but um did you see what i'm saying about following up one win yeah you, you, don't, you don't want to get into another long run again that where you don't see where the next win's coming from like i say and you don't want to get into like i said we'd, we'd lost the last four coming into this game you don't want to be losing every week as well so like i say hopefully that it can just act as that boost just to get the season back up and running and just try and pick up some points i've got every confidence in lambert that he's gonna get get more out of this squad than the previous manager would have done and, and the other thing is yesterday before the um wigan game eight points was the gap and suddenly yesterday it's five and everyone feels much better about five imagine if it was two you know next saturday you know that's that's another boost as well so yeah just chipping away those points i think is the motivation to kind of get us into january um richard you'll be back on Thursday with the preview show. Give that bit of a plug for us and what we expect. Yeah, I turn up and uh, do no prep and then and name players that Harry mentions that I've signed a football manager <laughs> and pretend that I know where they came f- through If from. they played for Cov. And Coventry City or Villa players and all that kind of stuff. And give a bit of Westman and Slant. So, um, but yeah, Harry does all the hard work. Uh, we'll talk at Sheffield United mostly. Uh, we'll do a bit of a bolt-on for QPR as well because I suspect probably... 
Um, I'll be too lazy to do anything between yeah, yeah, there won't be anything you never know. No. Um, and uh, where can we find you on Twitter, Rich? Uh, at IpsRich. Um, and Joe, where can we find you on Twitter? At Joe Fares. Are you doing any academy things in the next um, any I, I, live tweeting I, of anything? Or I, I, I don't think there's much going on at the moment because I think they're finished for Christmas now. They, they okay. won't be playing next Saturday, so they'll be home. But we've we're we've got Gillingham in the FA Youth Cup fourth round with a tie in January. So Gillingham away. So. It's one that on paper you think looks a decent enough tie, but they've actually beaten FC Wimbledon and more notably Blackburn away, who are Category 1 Academy in the third round. So that's going to be a tough tie, but we've, we've got the quality to beat them there. So fingers crossed we get a good result and a good draw in the next round. And where's that um, Academy Twitter, Joe? Um, it's just at ITFC underscore Academy. So if Joe's at an Academy game, I'll often live tweet um, just worth checking the phone and watching what's going on if you want to know about the academy under 23 sometimes does as well follow both of these guys follow me on twitter at benjamin bloom for the other extra championship content we do sign up at youtube um, to get all of the stuff we do here Um, always very much appreciated Um, as you can see integral part of the show the tweets so we do appreciate everybody getting in contact the whole time um is this the last? No, there is another show. Um, but I don't know. You won't be on next week, Rich. You might be on next week, Joe. So, Rich, do you want to do a Christmas message? I'll, just, I'll do a plug for Stat and Dave because there's a oh, there is yes. going to be a this week in ITFC history. Oh, you're taking uh, probably out on Tuesday, that? I think, isn't it? Yeah, I think we'll do that tomorrow night. Um, so whilst you're at Forest uh, Derby, so yeah, that'll be out. Um, and my Christmas message to everyone is: be nice to each other. Fingers crossed for wins, and fingers crossed for survival in 2019. Be nice to each other, Joe. Be, be lovely. Merry Christmas as well, obviously. Merry Christmas, one and all. It's not Christmas yet. No. Bye. See you later. <laughs> That's got to be the ending, him saying, see you later. See ya. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping. But in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.